0: In April of this year, I did a segment called the Inflation Blame Game that focused on how Biden was driving inflation by pushing stimulus bills and his Build Back Better agenda. Today, I'm going to focus on a different aspect of inflation, but before I do, please subscribe to our social media channels and like and share our content. During the Inflation Blame Game segment, I mentioned briefly how publishing houses slowly change things over time to conform with the politics of the day. I'm sure I've also mentioned several other times the fact that dictionaries over time have modified the meaning of certain words from what was originally defined. This is especially true with words which convey important ideas about political matters. One of the most blatant examples is the word inflation. Over the years, several dictionaries have obfuscated what the term means when dealing with it as an economic term. In other words, not inflating a balloon, but what inflation means relative to the economy. Depending on your age, you may or may not have been taught that there's only one entity which can cause inflation in an economy, and that is the government. Any definition which does not at least imply this is incorrect. I have had in my possession several dictionaries published for schools from the turn of the 20th century to current. It is interesting to see how the definition has changed over the years. For instance, in the 1953 American College Dictionary, it defined inflation as, quote, undue expansion or increase of the currency of a country, especially by the issuing of paper money not redeemable in specie. Two. A substantial rise of prices caused by an undue expansion in paper money or bank credit. Compare that to Oxford's inflation definition in 2010. A general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. The fact that it is government that causes inflation is vaguely implied. Years ago, the idea that gold and silver played a role in preventing inflation was in the definition. Today, that is extremely rare. But what I want to point out today is the marriage between Oxford University in England and many references used and histories published in the United States under the name of Oxford. This includes dictionaries. During my research for my tome to the Victor Go the Myths and Monuments, the history of the first hundred years of the war against God and the Constitution, 1776 to 1876 and its modern impact, I noticed that as I searched in libraries across America that so many of the histories and reference volumes were published by Oxford University Press or some affiliate. This gave a decidedly English slant to our history, in addition to the fact that most of these histories always left out pertinent facts. As a result, You will see in my bibliography listing that there are very, very few references from Oxford Publications. To understand history, Oxford Publications are next to useless. It is one of the manifestations of the league between the British and Americans after World War I when they formed the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations to work together for world government. That brings me to a small volume published by Oxford University Press in New York, The Oxford Essential Guide to U.S. Government. It looks quite impressive. A real guide, as it suggests, everything from A to Z about the United States government. Except one of the most basic facts I found to be in error. And that is what form of government we have. Under the title, Constitutional Democracy, we find this. The government of the United States is called a constitutional democracy. It is a democracy because the government is based on the consent of the people. Further, the government operates according to the principles of majority rule. The people, for example, elect their representatives and senators in Congress by majority vote, and members of Congress make laws according to majority rule. Yet, when we stand and pledge allegiance to the flag, we do not say, I pledge allegiance to the flag and the democracy for which it stands. We state that we pledge allegiance to the flag and the republic for which it stands. Educating the public that we are a republic and not a democracy has been an issue for the John Birch Society since the founding of our organization. Definitions like constitutional democracy, creates in the minds of the reader the idea that we are a democracy rather than a republic, and there is a big difference. A democracy is majority rule. A republic has laws that are inalienable, and no majority may change them. The Bill of Rights is an example. Yet we see that as the people believe more and more that we are a democracy, they stand still for changing the very fundamentals of our system. Don't forget that Biden has declared that no amendment is absolute when he was talking about the Bill of Rights. This should make you shudder. It's publications from Oxford and others that over the years has convinced people that we are a democracy. Over time, this has created the sea change in much of our foundational basis. It led to such things as the Federal Reserve and the income tax, which are two planks of the Communist Manifesto. It led to the Senate being elected rather than appointed by the state governments. Many have not been taught that prior to the 17th Amendment, the Senate was to be the house in Congress that represented the states. It isn't any longer. The balance in the republic between the states and the federal government has been removed. With every idea government comes up with, It has consequences. In the case of inflation, this issue will never be solved until people have a true understanding of how it works. The same is true with the idea that America is a democracy. This has caused many changes, eroding our republic. We need to get people understanding that we are a republic and what that means. Go to shopjbs.org and get materials that talk about the fact that we are a republic and educate your family and friends. And watch out for Oxford publications that have subtle ideas that slowly but surely change the outlook of Americans about the basic principles and history of America.